What a great morning. Good morning, uh, church family. Uh, it is always a pleasure to come and stand uh, in the shoes of Pastor Karabo here. He, sometimes it's a frightful experience, but uh, I think I'm picking up now. <laughs> um, we thank God uh, uh, for the privilege to share and talk about uh, the goodness of our Lord. Um, when you're asked to, to come and preach, it's often a, a difficult uh, thing as to what passage you're going to choose. Uh, you go through the, a lot of uh, uh, thinking and praying that uh, God might give you a, a passage that might be relevant to, to the church of God. So when I was asked about uh, three, four weeks ago to think of a passage, um, I found myself settling on this uh, passage that we find uh, from the book of Luke, uh, chapter 10, from verse 38 to 42. Uh, before we, we read the text, let us pray. Uh, to, for God to help us. Our mighty and heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to come and uh, open your word and learn from you. It is our prayer, Lord, that you might help us to look up and learn from Christ's feet. We are so grateful for this opportunity, and we pray, Lord, that you might speak to us, your servants are listening. Thank you, God, for you have loved us with a great love, and thank you for the beauty of the scriptures. For we have prayed in Jesus' name, our Lord. Amen. <clears throat> uh, I chose this scripture, Luke chapter 10, from verse 38 to 42. And then the next thing became, how do I title this uh, passage? I think in your Bibles, you might find different titles given there. In my Bible, it says, uh, um, at the home of Martha and Mary. That's the title given in my, in my uh, Bible. I don't know what yours says. So it was, it was very, very difficult to find a suitable title for this uh, part. Um, however, because of the emphasis that we are going to learn today, I chose this title. Uh, making an excellent choice in the face of a dilemma. Making an excellent choice in the face of a dilemma. At one point in time, I wanted to title this scripture, uh, part of the scripture, the choice that cannot be taken away from you. A choice that cannot be taken away from you. It was very interesting. When you reflect on the scriptures there, day after day, something new crops up. For instance, at one point in time, I said to myself, isn't it this a tale of two sisters? It's a tale of two sisters, yeah? Martha and Mary. At one point in time, I saw a comparison, a tale of two brothers, you know, the lost brothers. We normally say the prodigal son. But it's also a tale of two brothers. But here, as I reflected, I found myself, hey, getting so much interested in, in the tale of these two sisters. But however, there's a lot, there's a lot of learning that you can uh, uh, glean from this passage if you reflect on it. But for today, we'll just zero in on what I've termed 
making an excellent choice in the face of a dilemma. Let's read the scriptures. As Jesus and his disciples went on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from here. The choice that cannot be taken away from you. About 2,000 years ago, Dr. Luke, under inspiration, after carrying out his careful examination and investigations into the life of Christ, the certainty of the message, he had to include this narrative for the benefit of excellent Theophilus, he was writing the book too, and to us, the church, the bride of Christ. So you can see that these scriptures have been preserved for us for a reason. It is a brief, a brief narrative that occurs in the heart of the gospel as Luke is writing. And definitely there is a purpose why it was included, why this tale of two sisters is included here. There are a lot of lessons that can be gleaned if you reflect on what he said here. The struggle to please, the struggle for justice, the struggle to be competitive, the struggle to outshine others, to be seen, to make more impact, to be appreciated, to claim our natural, our democratic rights. It's always inherent in us as people and it is there giving us part of our sinful nature. If these struggles are left inside us and go unchecked, they can become what I call generators of worse sinful conditions. They can give in to conditions like murder, sinful conditions like relationship break, breaking down and family feuds. These struggles are in us. You could see Martha here struggling with that kind of uh, uh, situations. Being careful about many things, being upset, being distracted by many things can take away the energy to save from you. I've seen people going for each other's throats, people in congregations taking each other down. It is because of these sinful conditions that exist in us. This energy that is in us, it, if, if it is not managed by Christ, if it is not managed by Christ, disaster can follow. What we believe as Christian followers must often take preeminence in, what we, in how we handle relationships. What we believe as Christians must come first. 
when faced with dilemmas, so that those conditions like should I or should I not, the principles in making decisions in these dilemmas can be found from this passage if we think deeply about it. Here is a wonderful woman who are going to learn about Martha. We can call this situation the Martha episode if I want to look at it from another angle. Here is a wonderful woman who opened up her house. Here was Christ moving with his disciples, doing his missionary work at a place called Bethany that is a, a few a kilometers outside uh, uh, Jerusalem where Christ usually went. He visited this family. How this family was singled out amongst the many. It was because of the generous spirit of this woman who is in this passage. Martha here is having to deal with a struggle that you really get me to think. Here is a woman who has opened up her house and he knows the Lord is busy, is a busy man, but she has invited him that come and have come into my home. And then in the process of that, she is caught up in a dilemma. And this is why this narrative is included here. Here, hospitality is marvelous. But then we find out, we, we ask ourselves, what then was the problem? The problem became his he, he, he motivation to do things here. She indeed was doing something good. And then as she did something good there, she is caught up and she's, she looks and she sees that no, she can't do all this work alone while her sister is busy sitting down. And what does she do? She then decides to chide her sister. But she can't openly go to her sister. She wants to involve the Lord. That's, the, that's something that is uh, 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 striking in this scripture. Martha, why couldn't she go and talk directly to your sister? That come and help me. She chose probably to embarrass your sister, to talk to the master. That master, just tell my sister to come over and do the work with me. We can see that the Lord, in this narrative, he cares about Martha. The Lord actually rebukes Martha in love. The Lord says to Martha, 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 I can see your problem, but uh, look what your sister has done. Your sister has chosen something far better than your choice. For this reason, eh, eh, Martha, don't take up your sister. She's fine. So thinking about these scriptures, you can see that there's a lot that can be learned from this scripture that you've been reading. One, you, you look at the hospitality of Martha. It's a, it's a sermon on its own. And if you look at the conflict resolution by our Lord, it's a sermon on its own. If you look at the, the choice of, 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 of Mary, 
you can come up with the same on, on its own. Now, this morning, my desire is God to help us learn about principles that help us to make decisions when we are faced with a dilemma. These are good things that come our way. It was good for Martha to throw a party for the Lord, to accommodate the Lord, busy as he was. You can see that uh, uh, this visitor who was coming in, he was not alone. He had an entourage, he had disciples that he was moving with. So when, when Martha decided to take the Lord in her home, obviously she was going to provide for the others. So Mary, uh, 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 Martha's decision was a good decision. We can't really find fault in him preparing. But this was, this was the dilemma. The dilemma is, must I stop what I'm doing and also go sit down and listen together with my sister? The Lord never begged down or looked down upon the decision uh, to do the work which Martha was doing. But the Lord rebuked her in love. As an adult, Mary had, many, had made a conscious uh, choice to make, to make food versus listening at the feet of the teacher. He, he had to, make, to, 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 to choose between the two. You could see that Mary behaved as an adult. She knew that here is a very important visitor in the house. She needed food. The house needed to be tied, but she put that aside and said, rather let me first listen to what this visitor has to say. So uh, the decision which Mary did here can also be likened to a soup uh, a birthright choice where here is a man who has come who was very hungry. He is very hungry and then he looks at his brother and he says to his brother, give me that soup. And the brother says, Wait a minute, I'll give you that soup in exchange for, 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 for the better. Just say I'm older than you, and then everything will be all right. Such kind of a choices sometimes we come to in life. And this brother loses his birthright uh, because of, of, of soup. Here, Mary is sitting to learn, and she has to make a choice. Must I go and prepare? Must I go and help my sister? But uh, wait a minute. That preparation, we can still do it. We can still prepare food. But let me listen to what this teacher has to say. For that reason, if we look at these scriptures, let's just read a little bit. We will see and then, then we will zero in on what I want to place emphasis on. Then he said to them, uh, sorry. Uh, I'm reading, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell ye to help me. And yes, the response, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needful. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. So, we want to learn about the principles of choice, the principles that we must lay 
when we are faced with situations where we need to make decisions. These are good situations. They are not uh, clear as to which way you go, but there are principles that we can use, that we can glean from this passage that will help us to make decisions. Often these situations present themselves in life. I'll give you an example. Sometimes we are faced with a situation like, whom shall I marry? Whom shall I go out for a date with? What job must I take? Where must I go and stay? These kind of situations do crop in our lives daily. And you can't make them that this one is more Christian, this situation is more Christian than the other. So these kind of situations do come up. And God's wisdom is required so that whatever we are in does not become an obstacle to our faith and in our service. These are some of the principles that we must follow. There are four of them that I've gleaned from this passage. Number one, our spirituality or our spiritual needs must supersede our physical needs. If we're going to make excellent choices, if we're going to sit down and come up with a choice that later on in life we'll look and we'll say, oh, the Lord be praised. The Lord thus far has taken me. I didn't know I was going to pull up there. If we're going to make situ choices like that, our spiritual needs must come first than our physical needs. We must see life beyond the physical. We must be spiritual. Christians are supposed to be spiritual people. It was needful to have a clean house by Martha. It was needful to have a good food to be prepared. But look here. Martha is not commended for this. Martha is not commended in this scripture. But what she was doing was really correct and really, really good. It was not laziness by Mary to sit at Jesus' feet. It was a result of conscious effort to take in that humble position of sitting at Jesus' feet and looking up to listen to what the master was saying. So in other words, Mary is commended for allowing spiritual needs to come first before the physical needs. How often does food act as a distraction to our spiritual life? This passage affirms what Christ taught. Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the Lord's mouth. You notice the principle of making a good choice here involves you considering spiritual needs first. Many Christians lose focus and are choked by the cares of this world. And the Lord refers it in this passage to Martha. Martha had a lot of distractions. And because of this, those distractions, she became upset. Why am I saving alone? Why is my sister leaving me to do all these dishes? Why do I have to do this? It's a normal problem that we go through. The moms here and the sisters here will share this with me. If you see your sister, she is leaving all that to you for you to do the dishes alone. Obviously, it makes you to feel a bit hurt. Mary was, uh, Martha was hurt inside. But that hurting she was going through, it was as a result of 
Nehru had considered his spiritual needs first. So you notice if we're going to come up with a decision that we can be commended for, we must consider spiritual needs first. Sometimes if we continue to look at our physical needs, our focus of Christ becomes obscure and we end up uh, making a decision that is regrettable. If you lose focus on Christ, if you lose focus on your spirituality, if you lose focus on whom, what you are as a Christian, you might end up making a bad decision. So here in this passage, I learned that spiritual needs must come first before you attend to the physical needs. The second principle I'm gleaning from this passage involves listening to God. An excellent choice is based on the word of God. If you are going to make an excellent choice in your life, it must be based on the word of God. You've got two dilemmas here. You don't know whether to go this way or this way. But if you're going to involve God and take time to listen to what God says, fortunately, we do have the mind of Christ with us. The word, given as it is. Isn't it? So that's why often when we are far apart from the word, we start drifting and we make bad decisions. So if you are going to make a good decision, a decision that can be commended, it involves listening to God. It involves the Lord, the word of God. Mary chooses to sit at the feet of Christ and listen, and for that reason, she is commended. Martha, yes, here is a dilemma. The Lord needs good food. The Lord needs somewhere to sleep, to rest. She's making up, she's tidying up the house. But at this moment in time, it wasn't the best uh, decision at that time. But however, there, you can look at it from, from other angles as to what was the motivation of service of Martha. Was Martha giving service in order his sole motivation was if I do this uh, then the Lord is going to smile upon me. You, you, can, you can check on that that what is it that drives you to give service to, to the Lord. If you are going to do service to the Lord in order to outshine what others are doing, it's a wrong motive. If you are going to do service in order for you to be known in the church that this is the man who can do this, it's a wrong motive. And it may not be acceptable. So the Lord, he had a lesson to teach the Martha. And in fact, when this double reference there says Martha and then says Martha in other words here is something serious and it needed Martha to listen the Lord was rebuking Martha in love so an excellent choice is based on the word of God an excellent choice involves listening to what God says we always sing Psalms 119 verse 105 your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. 
In other words, we take the word seriously when we want to make decisions. Last week, we were taught that the word is spirit and the words are life, John 6, uh, verse 63. So in other words, when we listen to God, when we give time to listen to what God says, we are bound to make excellent choices. We are bound to make excellent decisions. Mary's chosen priority was the word, and for that she is commended. Excellent choices seek God's wisdom first. Number three, another principle. An excellent choice is based on faith, and it refuses to be ashamed of it. An excellent choice is an, a choice of faith. Here is Mary. She knew very well there's a lot of dishes to be done. There's a lot of work to be done. But here she comes. She sits at the Lord's uh, table, uh, uh, feet, and listens to her. In other words, here is a position of faith. She has taken a position of faith that what this man has to say is so important to my life. Let it come first. I look at it also as an example of a, a Ruth's choice, a choice which is taken by Ruth that where you go, I will go. Where you die, I will die to a stranger. Such kind of decision, such kind of choice, a choice of faith by Ruth, a choice of faith done by Moses, by faith, Hebrews 11, verse 24. Moses, when he had grown up, he refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. Moses had to do a choice of faith. Here is a prince born in the, grew, raised up in the house of Pharaoh. He was a prince, but he chose to identify with the people of God. His dilemma was, must I continue to enjoy the pleasures of Pharaoh's house, of the palace, or to go and identify with the people who are suffering? He had a dilemma, and no one would stop him from choosing as he pleased. But he chose to suffer as an act of faith, to be with God's people. So whenever we're going to make excellent choices, our choices must be faith-based, based on faith. They must be based on faith. Having a confident assurance of seeing things that are not as though they are. An example of what faith is. So we must exercise our faith when it comes to making serious choices about our life. The Ruth's choice. Number four, which is the last principle I want to talk about. When we're going to make choices, our choices for them to be excellent, they must seek to glorify God. Our choices must be based on glorifying God. We often meet such situations where we have to choose, what must I do? Your choice must be based on an outcome that glorifies God. It does not need the approval of the people 
Mary's choice did not need the approval of her sister Martha. She said, okay, you stay with the dishes. We stay with your tidying up. I will not miss a word from this man. And then she went and sat down. A tale of two sisters. Very interesting in the way uh, 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 that uh, uh, what, what we learn from uh, this kind of uh, a, a situation that occurred there. She did not need anybody to stop in her way. She chose it. And it doesn't surprise that later on she takes expensive perfume and she anoints the Lord some time later. And Judah says, why is this woman wasting such amount of perfume? It was because of her, her trust to glorify God. She didn't need anyone to say, she didn't need anyone to say, must I go? Must I take this perfume to the No, no. It was her own conscious effort, conscious decision. She made an excellent choice, a choice that glorified God. Sometimes we need to go against the wind when you make a choice. You go against the wind. The Joshua kind of choice when he says, as for me and my house, we will worship the Lord. A good choice that is against what people might believe. We need to make the choice of Esther. Sister Esther says, if I perish, I perish. I'm going to face the king. I'm going to go there and plead the case of the Jews before the king. If I perish, I perish. This kind of choices that glorify God. The Daniel kind of choices. The God we serve will be able to resolve, to, to, to rescue us. Even if he does not, we are not going to worship your image. Daniel 3, 17 to 18. This is the kind of choice that glorifies God, that goes against the wind. The choice that you will stand up, you may be alone, you may be lonely in making that choice. But this is the kind of choice that we find Sister Mary is making here. She makes that choice and decides to sit and feed from the Lord's table, looking at the Lord and listening to what the Lord was saying. And scripture is very clear to all, to the glory of the Lord. Whatever you do, whether you eat or whether you drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of the Lord. So excellent choices, in a nutshell, are choices that glorify the Lord. So in conclusion, here we are learning that if we're going to make excellent choices, listen, if we're going to make excellent choices, we need to learn at Jesus' feet. When we learn at Jesus' feet, we will make choices that no one can take away from you. If we learn at Jesus' feet, you will be able to view life in such a way that no one can take away from you the quality of decision making that you come up with. It will equip, equip you to be a better decision maker and to give service that is worthy and acceptable before the Lord. And may the Lord help us 
as we go through and, and appreciating and thinking and meditating on, on this part of scripture, especially the position that Mary takes. For Christ commands here for that position. May the Lord help us as we are faced with our own dilemmas where we need to make choices. May the Lord help us to make choices that glorify him. May the Lord help us to make choices that show faith. May the Lord help us to make choices that are based on the word of God. May the Lord help us to make choices that are spiritual, that consider our spiritual needs first. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the narrative of Martha and Mary. Thank you, God, Lord, for the many lessons that we can glean from this passage. Father, as we zeroed in today to learn about making decisions, making excellent decisions when we are faced with dilemmas, help us, oh God, Lord, to consider our spiritual needs above our physical needs. Help us, oh God, to express faith in you. Help us, oh God, to get the wisdom of your word. And help us, O oh Lord, to make decisions that glorify you. Help us, O oh God, that we might live lives that indeed bring glory to your name. For we have prayed in Jesus' name, O oh Lord. Amen.